Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Morning Coffee. So I just opened up a new spot on my website called Interactive Content. So I'll link it up in the show notes of this episode, of course. If you go to rickalexander.com, click on Interactive Content, it will bring you to a place on my website where I'm starting to, I'm gonna use this page as a collection point for all of the interactive content that I make. So a lot of the journaling stuff. So what you're gonna hear today is actually going to be at the very top of that page. It's just an intro to journaling. I did it in the manner of asking you a question. And so I gave you something to wrestle with in your own life. And if you have a journaling process or, or practice in your life, or if you don't, hopefully this, you know, 15 minute chat about journaling will give you new insights into the practice. And if you don't have one, we'll help give you some reasons on why it can be really beneficial to be honest with you to have a journaling process as I say in this track like there's a point in my life where I can look back and I can see my own transformation really parallel the seriousness that I had to journaling at the time and when I got out of the military like my journal was really really an incredible point of self-reflection for me to help sort through you know, all of the confusion that pops up when you're in the middle of a transition of some kind. So hopefully you enjoy this bonus episode that has uh, a bit of insight into what I like to use for my stream of consciousness journaling process. And then also, if you go to that part of my website, you will find the 21 Maxim series I put on there, all of those journaling prompts, the old old story series where I went through the book of Jonah and gave you a bunch of journaling prompts. And as I build more and more interactive content, I'll continue to put it on that uh, part of my website for free. So check that out at rickalexander.com. And if you want to interact with me about the show, uh, at rickalexander underscore on Instagram is where I am the most active. Without further ado, enjoy this bonus episode of Morning Coffee. So I'm gonna use this audio file as a way, a collection point for a lot of ideas that I have around the journaling process and specifically what I'm gonna refer to is gonna be called stream of consciousness journaling because I think when you're learning to get into some sort of a journaling practice and you're using it especially for self-reflection and transformative work, stream of consciousness does a good job of getting through the clutter in your mind and the narratives and the limiting beliefs and the things that are the barrier to deep work for most of us. And so I'll get into what all of that means. But uh, I do want to say this is not an exhaustive list of ideas or things to think about when journaling. I noticed, however, in my own life, and if you've taken courses with me in the past, you've probably heard some of these ideas uh, before. But I can look at my life, and it's like there's an arc. And when I began truly journaling as a point of self-reflection and as a way of getting into my psyche on a deeper level, the thing that I started to realize is most of the really big transformations in my life where I really started figuring out more of who I really was and what I really wanted for myself in my life, I can trace back to the starting point of me journaling because it just gives you access to yourself in a way that you don't 
get any other way. So a way to think about this is, you know, you have thoughts that go around your head and we have a phenomena in our culture of what we call overthinking. And so the more you think about something, the more what you're actually doing doing is you're actually patterning the problem into your mind when you're only thinking about it. And so it's important to recognize that if we're trying to figure out a solution, we can't think in problems and think that we're going to actually be able to get anywhere because we're thinking about the problem. So we're reinforcing the problem. And so it creates this magnetic effect where it attracts more of itself. And so when you overthink something, it doesn't help. Like it doesn't help you get out of the situation. The other thing that's really hard to do is create objectivity in your mind when you're only thinking about something. So what you want to do is you want a way of organizing the thoughts that are in your mind, the content that's spinning around your psyche. You want a way of getting some objectivity from it and organizing it in a way that's separate from you. And that's what journaling really does, specifically stream of consciousness journaling. And all that is is you writing without stopping to think about what you're saying, to critique what you're saying, to organize what you're saying. You're literally just brain dumping your thoughts onto the paper. And what that does is these thoughts are like in a roundabout in your mind. And when you start to journal, it gives them an off ramp. So it gives them somewhere to go. And that is a incredible feeling in your life anyway, right? To have your thoughts organized in a certain way. And the other thing that it does is it allows you to assess them without feeling gripped by them. Because when these thoughts are around our heads, these narratives have emotions attached to them. And so as the narrative comes around our mind, so too does the emotion. And so it entrenches us in a certain thought process. And so one of the things that journaling can do is it can actually create space between the thought process, the narrative, and you. So you can read it back. And sometimes when we read our own thoughts back to us, we realize, well, we realize all kinds of things about ourselves. We realize what we actually think when we're just sort of free flow writing and we're not trying to stop and critique it in any way. As an example, I'll use a question and I'll kind of talk you through the journaling process. I do want to mention productivity when it comes to journaling. I think 25 minutes to 55 minutes is kind of the perfect amount of time to be journaling. Anything beyond that, and you'll start to ex you'll you'll notice probably that you're starting to get exhausted. There's the Palmadero method. If you are going to journal for a long period of time, that's 25 minutes of work followed by five minutes of rest. Uh, you know, not working, not journaling, and then you can do 25, five, and keep doing that. I think for four times, and then take a 20 minute break. Um, this is just productivity ideas in general. I I like to go 55 minutes, so I kind of like normally set a timer for an hour. 55 minutes to an hour. I do the deep work and then I take the break. Now, when you're journaling, it's important that you leave yourself no other means of distraction. Like you, you have to get rid of other means of distraction is what I'm saying. You want to make sure that you don't have like a phone on the table because what might happen is you reach a point, like a sticking point, a resistance, point of resistance in your psyche to a thought process or a new narrative, you know, because you got to imagine these, this resistance comes up unconsciously oftentimes in our life when we're just going through our lives. We feel resistance to doing the things that we really know that we should be doing sometimes. Who, who knows what the reason is for that resistance? But the thing that I want to mention here is it, it is going to pop up while you're journaling. So if you reach a point 
that's really tough for you to think your way through and you have an ability to to stop doing it to like grab your phone then you're going to do it and so you'll find yourself picking up your phone and like scrolling and stuff rather than trying to go deep so when you're journaling i suggest it's just it's you and the journal right maybe you the journal and the divine however you think about your own spiritual practice but in any case the outside world can't have time in there like they can't have that time there has to be a boundary between you and the outside world when you're journaling otherwise it'll be really difficult to get to any kind of deep place so I'm gonna ask you a question and this is a tend to be how my journaling prompts work so on the interactive part of my website there's you'll tend to just see journaling prompts and you can use those questions as questions for self-exploration so today's question is what would it mean if you were attracting all of the situations in your life. So we tend to think we're like victims of situations or we're sort of thrust into different situations. But what would it mean if you were subtly but unconsciously attracting all of the situations that you find in your life? What would that mean for the good situations? What would that mean for really tough situations? Why would you be attracting that? These are the kind of questions that you'd want to explore in this journaling prompt. So you might take a couple of situations in your life, like maybe a work situation, you know, a situation you like and a situation that you don't like, like happy with the results, not happy with the results. And you'll just journal on what would the implications be or what would it mean if I were attracting this thing? You know, so if I'm attracting something I don't like, perhaps it's because that thing is trying to get me to wake up to something or perhaps it's because there's some wound that I have that I really need to heal you'll notice oftentimes that like the romantic partner that you attract tends to trigger deep wounds in yourself and so what would the implications be if you attracted that person into your life you know, what is it inviting you toward what are all of the situations inviting you toward and so what you'd want to do is you sit down and you just start, put the question at the top of the paper, and then you just start journaling free flow. What would this mean in my life? And you don't, you want to be careful not to try to think too much about it. You want to kind of let the, fl the thoughts flow and go wherever they do. Because one thing that you'll notice is oftentimes in, in when you're journaling like this, the analytical side of your mind will pop up to stop you. It will try to get in the way of what you're writing. And you can imagine that that filter is in your mind all the time. And so oftentimes it feels as though we're sort of barred in an inauthentic life in some way. And we don't realize the degree to which our own limiting beliefs are keeping us in that inauthentic life. And so oftentimes what happens is you have a mental model of how the world works, of what quote-unquote reality is actually like, what you have to do in order to be accepted in life and to get the things that you want, like money and safety and you know validation and all of these things. And so this filter sits on your mind, and every time you have an idea for a business, it might go against the internal model that you've built, because maybe you saw somebody fail when they went out on a limb when you were super young. You might not even remember this, right? You're just always taking notes about what the world is like as you're moving through it. And then what happens is those notes get converted into like a safety mechanism that keeps you from going down 
certain avenues of thought. And so when you do the stream of consciousness journaling, what you're actually trying to do is get past that filter, get through the part of you that doesn't think it's a good idea or that doesn't think it would work or doesn't think that it would be appropriate or doesn't think whatever limiting belief that you have. And so you want to notice that voice and you want to work beyond it. And it it helps sometimes if you just say, okay, I'm going to do this journaling prompt. And then if it's something sensitive, like I've had clients that felt as though they couldn't journal because they were too afraid that somebody someday might read it or something. Like they felt like what was really in them, they couldn't get out. Well, you can imagine that that's energy that's inside of you. It's like festering. It needs an off-ramp. It needs to go somewhere. And so if you really need to, what you can do is sit down, do a stream of consciousness journaling prompt, and then crumple it up and throw it away or rip it up or set it on fire and watch it burn. There's actually something cathartic, especially if you do some consciousness stream of consciousness journaling about the things in life that you really resent, like create a resentment list and then set it on fire and actually like visualize releasing that resentment and releasing those things. These are just sort of tricks to help you get into the right place psychologically in relationship with these different things. But journaling, again, is a huge avenue into that. So for today's question, if you want to work with this a little bit, what would it mean if you were attracting all of the things in life that you're finding yourself in? What would they be inviting you to? You'd have to, you have to reckon with your life a little bit, right? You've got to wrestle with it in order to answer that. Like, what would it mean on the positive end? And what would it mean on the negative end? Because everything does have something to teach us. And we can learn through love and we can learn through pain. They're both available to us in this life. What you can do is inject consciousness into this situation. And this is what journaling does. It injects light into it. It, it, takes these things that tend to hang out in the recesses of our psyche and you know under the shame and under the guilt and under the things that we don't want to voice and they kind of fester in that area pretty much any situation in life if you don't inject some sort of consciousness into it it'll spin out of control before your very eyes and so any situation that you're wrestling with in life journaling as a great therapeutic method or tool, just a great way to start injecting some consciousness into all of the different areas of your life that tend to, as I said earlier, just sort of get caught up inside of your own mind, in your own psyche, and you end up overthinking them. In my book, I talk about that, like like the homemade nail experiment, the homemade magnet experiment. I don't know if you ever made that when you were a kid, but the idea is that you take a coil and you wrap it around a nail, like a wire, coil it around a nail and hook it up to a positive and negative charge. And then what happens is the energy gets sent through the wire and it it goes around the metal and it magnetizes the nail. And this is exactly what we're doing with our problems. We have a problem. We know that we have a problem. And so we keep thinking about the problem. And so we're directing energy to it. And so the energy is coiling around the problem and then it's attracting more of itself. And we don't know why we can't think outside of the problem anymore. We're just overthinking it. We're dwelling on it. We're becoming anxious about it. And of course, we're not solving any problems in that place, right? Nothing good is happening here. What you want to do is give that thought an off-ramp. You want to decharge 
some of the energy that you've previously spent feeding into your problems and journaling is a great way to do that. The last thing that I want to say is when you identify something as a problem, it tends to create this division in your mind and you'll find yourself going back more and more to that problem. And so when it comes to journaling, you, especially stream of consciousness style, you want to push past the part of you that judges things as good or bad, right? So you're adding value to things in order to understand them all the time. Everything you see, you hear my voice, you hear a podcast, you're like, oh, that sucked, or oh, that was good, right? And that's a way for you to understand and simplify what it is that you just heard. But if you do that to yourself and your emotions, you'll find that you'll miss the mark. You won't get good insight into who you really are. And so what you want to do is you want to push through that judgment and do your best to think in more of a contemplative manner, not like a manner that's trying to necessarily solve things. Like if you go to your journal and you're like, I'm going to solve this problem. Every time I journal from that place, it doesn't work. I'm, I'm too engaged in my, the judgmental part of my mind. Actually, I need to take that judgment offline and I need to hold that problem loosely so that I can be free enough to write whatever comes forth out of me, you know, out of my heart, out of my mind. And so that's how you get past that. So when you think, okay, what would it mean if everything in my life were, if I were attracting everything in my life for some reason? Now you might think that's bullshit. That's not true. That's not what I'm doing in my life. Now, if you think that and you hold on to that, then you you can't get anything out of the journaling experiment. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? It's a bit of a thought experiment. And so you don't want to attach to your judgment about the thing. You want to hold the thing loosely and just see what comes up. Be open to whatever emerges within you. It is that openness to our own depth that can start to build a bridge to it, right? When, when we're stuck in that judging, critiquing, analyzing part of ourselves, we feel a bit barred from our own depth. And then that quiet desperation that we feel oftentimes throughout our lives is our own depth trying to get in touch with us. And so if we want to build a bridge to get to know the deepest parts of ourselves, we've got to give those parts of ourselves permission to actually come forward. And so a good journaling practice does that. It's an invitation to the deepest parts of yourself that are really hard to access in other ways. And it's just being open to what comes up. And then you read it over and you can get some space from it. And as I said, burn it, throw it away, file it for later, figure out what you want to do with it. But hopefully this helps give you some insight into the journaling process. And uh, hopefully this question, if you do spend some time on this, will uh, also give you some insight into your life and the reason that you're finding yourselves in certain situations and maybe certain situations over and over. Journaling can be a way to put a spoke in that wheel, to stop going around the same situations over and over, to actually inject consciousness and light into those situations.